art and life are inseparable, as most artworks come from life. The murals in the Dunhuang complex are not only closely related to social development and cultural characteristics of the time, but also record the achievements of our human ancestors. Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. So far, we've already visited dozens of caves in Mugao and two distinctive caves in Yulin. Before we end our journey around Dunhuang, we have one final cave to see in Yulin. Cave Three is the largest among all the Yulin caves. It was also built during the Western Xia period in China. The murals of this cave show how advanced agriculture and technology were over a thousand years ago. On the east wall of Cave Three, there is a grand picture featuring a Buddhist deity with 51 heads and multiple hands and eyes. This is Avalokiteshvara, whose Chinese name is Kuan Yin, one of the most famous bodhisattvas in Buddhism that embodies the quality of compassion, the ability to understand the suffering of others. Yes, we've already met this deity in a previous episode, but in this cave, the deity is depicted in a different shape, with multiple heads, hands, and eyes. Kuan Yin, with a thousand hands, each of which has an eye in the palm, is a widely accepted image in Buddhism. According to the Buddhist legend, the deity tries to save all sentient beings, but despite his strenuous effort. There are still unhappy beings unsaved. Struggling to satisfy more people's needs, his head splits into many heads in order to hear the cries and suffering. And with the help of the future Buddha, the deity's two arms also turn into many to aid the suffering multitudes. Obviously, with more arms, the deity's work efficiency is dramatically increased. The image. Was quite popular in ancient China, but a thousand arms? Can any talented painter really draw so many arms? Well, even if someone could, it's not necessary. In Buddhism, a thousand arms or hands does not mean exactly the number. Thousand is used as a metaphor for many, representing boundless power. Likewise, a thousand eyes is a metaphor for infinite wisdom. Although it is not necessary to have exactly a thousand hands, usually the deity does have many. There is another funny fact about the number: in many Chinese Buddhist sculptures and paintings, the thousand-armed Quan Yin actually has forty-two arms, including the two original ones, because it was said that his teacher, the future Buddha, thought more haste, less speed. This is quite Chinese. In Chinese philosophy, things will develop in the opposite direction when they become extreme. A thousand may be too much, and forty-two is just enough, and it's drawable. So, usually in Chinese Buddhist art, this thousand-armed deity appears with dozens of hands, and each hand holds different objects representing different functions. Like a multi-function Swiss Army knife, in some way. Back to the image of Yulin Cave Three. The multi-function deity has fifty-one heads. They are arranged into several layers, one above the other, just like a pagoda. 
As for the thousand hands and eyes, the clever painter didn't draw every hand of the deity. Instead, they drew different scenes and objects which were held by the hands. Let's take a look at how powerful he is. Altogether, there are 166 different scenes and items depicted, including people, animals, plants, transportation tools, production tools, musical instruments, measuring instruments, and weapons. Some daily work scenes are also included. This whole painting is just like an encyclopedia of local life, showing us how people of the time lived, farmed, and produced. For example, in a scene of cattle farming, we can see a farmer ploughing in the field by holding the plough with one hand and driving a black cow and a white cow with the whip in the other hand. It shows that agricultural production has become an important way of life for the locals, whose main means of survival used to be nomadism. Also, for the Chinese in the past, this kind of way of pulling the plough with a wooden martingale on the neck of the cow and two ropes on both sides was the most common way of using cows to plough the land and to pull carts. In another winemaking painting, two women work around the winemaking stove. One is squatting on the ground and feeding the fire with firewood, while the other is leaning against the stove and holding wine glasses. The wood-burning liquor distiller painted in the picture was indeed widely used at the time. The ancient Chinese already knew how to use distillation techniques to make wine. In the picture, the two women look like they are talking to each other, as if, after tasting it, they are commenting on the pros and cons of the new wine. This painting truly shows the self-sufficient feudal economy and drinking customs of the Western Shia people. There is also a scene showing the wrought iron technology of the ancients. Two blacksmiths are hammering an iron block. They both wear short shirts with ties at the waist and straw sandals. One of them has his left arm bared. Another man is sitting in front of a large bellows and operating the levers. This vertical double wood fan box used for blasting air was quite advanced at the time. It was not only sturdy and durable, but also could be continuously blasted, thus increasing the temperature of the furnace fire and enhancing the smelting strength. Actually, iron smelting and ironware production had been a widely developed handicraft industry in Dunhuang since the Tang Dynasty. The local ironsmiths had technical expertise that could guarantee fine iron products, including various farming implements, furniture, household utensils, monastery offering tools, as well as weapons. Yulin Cave 3 is like a treasure house, not only for the splendid artworks inside, but also for these historical materials reflecting the real developments of science and technology of the time. Through those vividly painted murals, the wisdom and skills of the hard-working local people over a thousand years ago have been passed down from generation to generation and carried forward. These amazing bits and pieces constitute the splendid culture and history of Dunhuang, the world's largest Buddhist art gallery. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and San Yang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. 
If you enjoyed our audio journey to Dunhuang, do give us a five-star rating or a review and share with your friends. I'm Graham Stevens. See you on the next episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Thank you.